Welcome apostates to the fifth episode of Apostate Coffee Talk. My name is Liz. I'm Devin. We are silly, sassy, and a whole lot of smart assy. Hope you enjoy the show. Today, um, we are going to be doing a podcast. It is, I have no idea what today is. Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. January 22nd? Golly, time flies. Awesome. So it's mid-January, and um, it's been a while since our last podcast. And I wanted today's episode to kind of explain that and um, kind of let you in on our slash my thought processes here. As you'll notice, I named this episode My Conundrum, Finding My Voice. It's always been a little bit difficult for me. Um, so a little bit of backstory, just so everybody knows. I have difficulty um, speaking up when I am not the dominant opinion. I worry a lot about what other people think. And will use usually kind of shut up if um, I'm the only one that thinks a certain way. Right, so, right. That makes sense. So and sometimes I think even in a lot of conversations we've been in with other people, you'll tend to talk faster because you think you're right. You know, people are. You think that people are thinking that you know. Can you just get on with it and get that spit it out, spit it out, you know, whatever. But I don't. I I personally don't think you are. You know, that way, but I think that's the way you perceive yourself (laughs) is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. So knowing that and knowing that I know, gasp, I'm not perfect. um, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to talk through kind of what we're doing with our lives here. So um, our last podcast episode, I should have actually looked it up, but it was like mid-December, somewhere around there. And then I just sort of stopped. And here's why. It coincided with a particular news story about the LDS church having over 100 billion, b- b- billion dollars in um, EPA. Ensign yeah, uh, Peak Advisors, I think is what it's called. See, it's, it's a my subsidiary, <laughs> one of those for-profit investment arms of the church, the corporation, the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. Yeah. Yes. So that story broke, and I remember that I got really, really mad. And I have no idea why I get so shocked that I feel the church keeps going lower and lower, and I'm like, no, they wouldn't dare. And then they keep surprising me. <laughs> And again, I don't know why I'm so surprised. But that really hit me um, where I basically went down the rabbit hole again. 
I got, I was studying everything, where I fit in the mix of everything, because when I was a member, this is still like almost seven years ago now, uh, that's when I left, we paid tithing, yes, because we were obedient, but I thought it was the best way for our money to be used charitably. I believed wholeheartedly that the church was spending its money helping the most amount of people. You? Yeah. Yeah, in fact, I think, and that was, that's pretty, if it's not the common thought of, of the kind of LDS church congregations worldwide or whatever, I think at least in where we grew up, uh, dare I say where? You can. Arizona. <laughs> where we grew up in Arizona, which is fairly LDS populated, you know, not quite as much as Utah, but it's it's got a decent Mormon hub down there. We were east, east. We were east, east of the Mormon hub, but east. yeah. And <laughs> so I think it was common, um, I don't know, way of thinking that, you know, since you pay your tithing and you pay your fast offerings, that, that we're doing our, our part. And unless you're like, you know, independently wealthy and, and just have way more than you need, then to be able to donate to other things that most people didn't contribute to other outside LDS causes, right? Like right. To- Don't actually help an actual person because they should be going to the church because the church can take better care of them than they could take care of themselves. Maybe, yeah. Yep. Yeah. At least that's right. And so then when I found out how they were a business and treating <laughs> so much of the religion and religious belief system or the religious I don't know outlook that they were treating it very business like you mean like how they change doctrines to save money that kind of thing or what more like um hey we as a church believe this and so we're going to get the Utah state legislature to oh, do the same thing so that way we can whatever yeah. or i'm going to go buy 2% of florida why to raise some cattle and make a lot of money. You know, like, it was all business. It was not what I thought God or... And the mall, of course. Right? On the mall. Can't the forget, mall. Can't forget the mall, yeah. Seriously, how could I forget the mall? Yeah. Anyways, so I did not... <clears throat> I did not like how I was obedient. And then I was stuck into that idea of I paid tithing so I could go to the temple. And the temple was ultimately... Everything. <clears throat> We've talked about it before with women in the temple and the women's roles in eternity. But the idea that if I didn't pay my tithing, I couldn't go to the temple. And therefore, right. my family was taken from me for eternity. Right. Like... So if you don't pay your tithing, you don't go to the temple, which means then <clears throat> you cannot enter the highest you know, level right. of the celestial kingdom. It's absolutely extortion. Like once you once you figure that out, it's it's hard not to make all the emotions when you first left the church to come storming and flooding over again, and that's what happened to me. So I went um, again. I got I got depressed. I got angry. I started lashing out on social media, mainly mainly business wise, as my page because I was like. I am an apostate. I am angry. I'm going to go and kind of pick fights. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and I'm going to prove that I'm right. Neener, neener. 
and that wasn't very good. So then I stopped posting and I stopped doing those things and then it bottled up and then I just got sad. So it's like this really weird emotional roller coaster. <clears throat> and so then it got me thinking, knowing that that happened, I needed to figure out and I still need to find my voice because I, again, am too afraid a lot of times to speak my mind because I either believe people are smarter than me or they don't really want to hear it or I'm not good enough, whatever, right? Right. So, um, yeah, I've come up with three things as far as my apostate coffee business goes that I want to focus on. The first one I'll give you, well, I'll give all three. It's transparency, relationships, and sustainability. So transparency, I want to be a company, maybe this is to my downfall, detriment, or maybe this is going to be amazing and I'm going to stand out. I don't know. But I want to be the person that is 100% weirdly me. Because I am an odd soul, right? Um, I want it to be like, oh my gosh, I love Liz. She's so awesome. Like, she says it like it is. She's so funny. Blah, 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 right? Hmm. But I also want to make it obvious that I am not a barista. I am not a coffee snob. I'm not this roaster that just knows everything, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, anyways, but I want, cause I have the coffee that I like and I make it the way I like it and it's different than what you make it. And it's not like there's one way. Oh wait, what's that saying? <laughs> Supposedly there's more than one way to Mormon. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> one more than one way to Mormon. I, I didn't know that, but apparently there is now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that idea of there's, there's more than one way to coffee. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? And I don't want it to be like, my way is the only way and you guys have to submit to what I like. Blah, blah, blah. Right? right. I don't grind my own beans most of the time because I'm lazy. Shh, don't tell anyone. Right? <laughs> um, I mean, I do like my French press now, but I used to do Keurig because it was easy and I just wanted my coffee. I mean, I right. don't have a scale. Right? I don't. I don't do those things. I do now have a scoop, so... Yeah, it makes it easier anyway. (coughs) Yeah. We used to just take the regular tablespoon and just grab some coffee and throw it in the Mm. the Keurig thingy. Or if we were going to do a a French press, we just said, you know, just grab a spoonful of coffee and throw it in there. Yeah, that's right. Maybe some more for good measure. Yeah, maybe two of them if you really want a strong one, I guess. I don't know. Right. It's fun on that coffee journey. But I want it to be perfectly honest again that... I don't do the roasting. I just found damn good coffee, mm-hmm. right? And I worked with people that actually know what they're doing yeah. and actually have the equipment. And I've, I work with them. I created my labels, my product, the things, how I want to package it. And I'm going to get into that again in a little bit. But again, transparency. I am by far an open book. I mean... Devin, you know that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can see my emotions on my face. 
all the time. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes. And if I'm sad, everybody knows it. If I'm happy, everybody knows it. I mean, usually if I'm not happy, people are like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm just quiet. I mean, it's rare, but it happens. Yep. Right? That's true. And I love, I mean, I hate that about myself, but I love it because that's me. And I'm trying to embrace who I am and go with it. Yep. <laughs> Secondly, I mean, is there anything you wanted to add? Um, on transparency? Yeah, just... No, I mean... Don't want to cut so. you off. No. <laughs> and then relationships. Like, this one's huge for me as well. Because I feel like the church did not teach me how to actually have authentic relationships with friends. Right, because every time we've moved, which has been a lot... <laughs> Too many... Over 20. Yeah. We like to say that we <coughs> wish we could blame the Navy, but we moved around a lot even before the Navy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I think, like you're saying, I think because you move into a new ward and it's like, oh, everybody believes like I do, you know, like you said, there's, well, not Insta really... Insta-friends! Not really one way to mourn. It's like one way to mourn and you just kind of assume everybody believes the same things you do because you're all taught the same curriculum throughout the world. So how could they not believe the same things? Yeah. Yeah, right. and then, you know, people just might have separate interests, and that's the only reason that, you know, you may not get along with, totally get along with so-and-so, but you do with other so-and-so, right? Right. So, yeah, it totally, I think it handicaps you in, in your ability to make friends, down the, especially as an adult. Well, that, and then when you leave the church, all of them are gone. And then you're like, how do I go find new friends? Like, there's no... go to church to go find friends. Right. Yeah. Or even if you do go to a new church... Like like an actual different denomination, you don't know their thing, so you're the outsider still. You're the yeah. visitor. Yeah. And so I mean, people are friendly, but you're like, I want connections, and me, I thrive on people. I make sure I like to be the center of attention, and usually it ends up with people laughing at me, near me, beside me, because of me. Yes. But, um, yeah. So I want friends. I want yep. people, I'm going to explain that again, that Exmos are my people. But, um, yeah, I'm just looking for people that, I mean, we don't even have to believe the same. And I'm eager to figure out how to be friends with people that don't believe the same. Like, it seems obvious, but right. not obvious. But, yeah, like, kind of back to your, your other comment that <coughs> not only did the church not teach us or not, not help us learn how to make our own friends, but they also didn't help us to... Uh, um, what was the thing we were just talking about? Like right. disagree with somebody <laughs> oh, yeah, to, respectfully. To have, yeah, to have actual uh, respectful arguments when you disagree. It's like right. because everybody agrees with everything that you say all the time within the church. So because it was in the um, was it not correlated. Cor- yeah, yeah, correlated, correlated manual. Or yeah, yeah. So see, yeah, you understand. Yeah. And so um, yeah, relationships. You wanted to say something about Reddit. With relationships, didn't you? I did. I don't know. That's what I wrote down. Um, Was it? Oh, because new people joining. I just yeah. found out about this. I just found out about this. Right, yeah. Uh, I think... I don't remember. It, it, I mean, I, I've only been on Reddit literally just recently. Last like a four, month? Four or five months, maybe. Oh. Okay. Has it been that long? Maybe not. It might only be since November. I don't know. October? Whatever. Anyway. So pretty recent, even though we've been out of the church for going on six, seven years, right? Six for me, seven for Liz. Well, that and we thought we had to like, okay, now we're no longer Mormons, so we have to cut ourselves off from all Mormon well, stuff. I, think, I don't. I think we 
felt like we wanted to. Like we'd already had it for the last 35 years and had enough. And we just, after going through the angry phase and all, whatever. But all we that, didn't really connect with Exmos or Mo's. We, we did a little bit, right? We, we, we'd go to some yeah. meetings here and there. But it was kind of like, yeah, it's not like we found any... Uh, bosom buddies or anything. I don't know what you call them. Bosom buddies. <laughs> we, we didn't find any any uh, Sorry. anybody that we really clicked with in, right. in all the different, you know, Houston Oasis. Bosom. Um, you know, the little meetups here and there that we've been to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. You were saying. So, I guess, uh, but no, I mean, in, in Reddit, right, like, you're constantly seeing, especially, it seems like it's getting more and more uh, prevalent that people are just showing up to the ex-Mormon Reddit and saying, I just found out about this. And it's like every day, new people are jumping on there. And they just like celebrated their 144,000 members or something, I think in December, like around Christmas time. Yeah. And I just looked at it just now, and something like 152,000, That's so many 000. people. Yeah. So many people that could be our bosom buddies. Yeah, yeah. So. so put in your applications now, <laughs> accepting all applications for bosom bodies. Okay, I'm dark. It's a little late. Anyways, cut scene. Okay, so now my third <laughs> one is sustainability. For this one, <coughs> for me, um, yeah, I'm just going to lay it out there on the line. I want to get out of teaching. I am a teacher, and I want out. Um... So I want a business, which is why I went into business and why I'll explain in a second why I chose apostate coffee again, um, because it, it matters to me and it means something to me and I feel connected. So I want something that, um, I'm doing more learning about actual coffee, the origins of coffee, things like that. And, um, I don't want something that's like a subpar product where it simply becomes all about dollars and cents. How much can I get for how little money spent? And then the farmers that actually grow the coffee get shafted and they're like, crap, I'm doing all this work for literal pennies. Um, So I wanted something that gives back to farmers that grow a good product quality um so that was very important to me when i um right. was choosing a coffee not just a something you can buy at walmart because right you know, yeah they, they're big volume blah 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 yeah we're obviously starbucks Folger, all those things yeah eventually we will be, but, huh never mind i think i'm slurring my words <laughs> anyways um so i wanted something that is not too specialty where it's priced out of everyone's um <laughs> Price range, well, that seems redundant to say. But anyways, so I I really believe that I have a good product that is fan-damn-tastic, right? For damn good coffee and doesn't cost that much. Might be more than, you know, going to McDonald's and wherever that is, whatever grocery, grocery store. store. Yeah. But, I mean, we're Exmos. It's about time that we have good coffee. We were literally denied coffee and good coffee at that so I wanted to make sure that we had it so those are the three things that I wanted transparency relationships and sustainability um so I hope that made any sense but now about finding my voice I 
I want to keep talking and keep talking and keep talking and maybe someday it'll make sense. So I hope people join me on this journey of me (laughs) as you find you. But um, I wanted to go over like my message because um, you know how we're taught in the church, be in the world, but not of the world. I was trying to mimic and then it got really low and then I don't know if my, never mind. I don't even remember who said that in the world, but not of the world. Oh, I have no idea. It's because I'm already peculiar, or I'm just weird. So I got that down. Yeah. But I want to figure out a way to be in the ex-Mormon community without being in the raw emotion of it. So, like, Instagram, Facebook. <coughs> I, I'm i trying now, and I think I've been fairly good without nitpicking churchy stuff because then it becomes about nitpicking churchy stuff right and i want it to be about selling coffee to people who want to nitpick the church (laughs) yeah and the swag right the swag is awesome swas yeah awesome swag never mind but um i was gonna say something and i completely forgot yeah so i mean i've been out seven years I don't need, almost seven, I don't need to be emotionally invested and down the rabbit hole. I want to be that that light of, hey, it gets better. I'm on the other side. Right. I'm going to turn around and help you up um, because you've been smashed by the church for X number of years and you're done. You're free. Have coffee. Right. <laughs> You know, so that's kind of what what I want. But my message um, that I'm trying to find my voice with is coffee equals freedom. Right? Right. You didn't have coffee before. Right. So now it's a a demonstration or an outward outward symbol of... (laughs) (laughs) Raise your hand to the right. Whatever. And so... But it's freedom of choice. You get to choose yes or no. And nobody gets to choose that for you. And so when you become an ex-Mormon, you now have freedom. So therefore, ex-Mormon equals coffee. Yep. By way of substitution. Math in real life. <laughs> Since she's a high school math teacher, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. So, yes, I want damn good coffee. It's an experience that you were robbed of from the LDS church. If you want to give the LDS church the finger and say, F you, fabulous. If you don't, fabulous. Right? Yep. No judgment Um, here. Right. So I want you to quit wasting your time. Grab a damn good cup of coffee, apostate coffee. That's my goal. I hope to keep saying that out loud. Yep. So join me around or square, but not a triangle. Why not? Because it was, you know, God, wife, spouse. Oh, okay, that triangle. (laughs) I'm being weird. The the craziest love (laughs) triangle ever. Yes. Yep. But that's what I I want. Um, I am hoping to get some coffee stories. And in our next segment, which I'm going to figure out how in the world to um, do segments on the podcast, because I have no idea. Um, I want to be able to read um, a coffee story. So 
I'm going to figure that out. Maybe I'll just pause it and go there. A coffee story? Yeah. Coffee. Well, people, I want you to mail in. Oh, the one that, uh, that we got that yes. was hilarious and kind of long, but was great. It was fabulous. <coughs> and, and by kind of long, I mean it was more than two sentences. <coughs> not in a bad way. It was a great story. It it was perfect length. I'm just saying. Okay, I, so maybe I should just get into it. Yes, just just go ahead and read it. It's fantastic. Okay. So this made our day, week, month, whatever you want to call it. it. It made it validated why Liz wanted to do this business. Yes, and uh, we're going to say this is from Melody. This was her update regarding a surprise shipment of lesbian blend to her sister. Yep. I wish my sister would do this, <laughs> but I already have the coffee, so it'd be kind of weird for her to buy coffee for me when it's from me, but I'm chunk. Okay, here you go. But it'd be cool <clears throat> to find out one day that you had an order from your sister. <laughs> right? Anyway. All right, so I'm going to read it verbatim, and here goes. She lives in the boonies on the outskirts of a tiny, very Mormon town. Her package of lesbian blend arrived just in time to beat the blizzard that arrived the day before Thanksgiving. Don't believe that old post office motto, sometimes rain, snow, sleet, and dark of night are too much for even the most hardy delivery person. When the snow finally melted enough so the local post office could reopen five days later, the farm roads were still too muddy for the big trucks to get through. My sister, dying to know what was in her surprise package, because I wouldn't tell her, managed to find enough solid ground to get through the perimeter gate and out to the main road. When she walked into the post office, the CTR ring-wearing clerk gave her a bit of a side eye, reached behind the counter for her package, handed it to her, and snarked, We've been wondering when you would be in to pick this up. My sister, puzzled by the attitude, looked at the box. Slapped all over it was apostate coffee branded sealing tape. She busted out laughing with glee because she is a bona fide coffee fiend and was heading for town to buy more coffee because she was flat out. Can't have that. Yeah, yeah. And because the packaging was so unexpected and clearly making the clerks twitchy, <laughs> she didn't say anything because she was laughing too hard, just waved goodbye and ran out to the Jeep to show her roommate their new treasure. They were so excited that they opened the box up while they were sitting in the parking lot just to make sure it was actual coffee. <laughs> no point in buying crap grocery store coffee if there's good stuff already in hand. Mm -hmm. That's when the next surprise hit. Les Bean Blend right on the bag. She had to do a triple take. Then her partner had to do a triple, triple take. Then she had to laugh for 10 more minutes before they could safely drive to finish their errands, <laughs> which they had to hurry up and do because they wanted to get home to try their new coffee. Hell yeah. Final surprise. They verify Mary and Shelley's endorsement. Latter-day Lesbian Podcast. Yep. Lesbian blend is fabulous, especially when you add a dollop of eggnog or some brandy or some hot cocoa mix or all of the above. There you have it. Y'all hit a home run. Mm. 
Isn't that awesome? Love that story. Absolutely got people bumps because, you know, I'm not a goose. Right. Left. Yep. So, anyways, we would love to hear your stories. Yeah, send them in. It doesn't have to be that long. It doesn't even have to be with apostate coffee. Obviously, that's the best. But I really am looking for... What was your first experience drinking coffee? It doesn't have to be funny. It doesn't have to be sad. Um, I just, you know, let's talk coffee. And um, how you started, what you liked, what you didn't like. How did you figure out what you liked, what you didn't like. But send it to apostatecoffee at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. Toodaloo. Bye. Okay, how do you turn this thing off? Uh, Yes, I'm leaving this in because I am that much of a dork. Bye.